0: Welcome to our Celebration Church marriage podcast we are calling Be Loved. This is our very first episode and we are very excited to get into this marriage podcast. My name is Brooklyn Clark. I'm your host and I am joined by our lead pastors, Brandon and Krista Clark, who are also, yeah, my parents. So... Let's do this thing. Our very first episode is called The Secret Sauce, Finding Agreement.
1: Secret sauce.
0: So what do you think is the most important part of making a marriage last?
1: I think when we look at it so many times, people can talk about communication and all of these different things, and those are an important aspect, but they come back to this issue that I found to be the number one important thing, which is finding agreement. That uh, finding agreement between a husband and a wife on every major issue is what is going to be the, the core issue. Um, Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? And of course, this marriage thing, till death do us part, it's the longest walk ever and so you have to be able to find a place of agreement
0: all right so why is it that agreement specifically is so vital in a marriage not
2: being able to find agreement ends in irreconcilable differences basic incompatibility and i think that um to find agreement to have a place where the two of you can find something that you both feel comfortable with standing on is vital to have any relationship work. Um, a marriage has to be that you have to have a place that you can stand on and the two of you can lead and be led and that place that you have peace that you can find peace in together.
1: marriage isn't just this straight, perfect road that um, honestly, there's twists and turns, there's exit ramps and on-ramps, there's a kajillion uh, major decisions, small decisions that that have to be made. And um, if you're not able to walk in a place of agreement, you end up finding yourself um, diverging off path um, slowly but sh- Surely, I mean, at some point you can say, "Well, I'm I'm walking on the right shoulder of the road, and you're walking on the left shoulder of the Mm -hmm. road." But we're we're kind of on the same road here. But at some point, if there if you're not together, there's a why at at some point down the road, and and then you end up in this place. And for a long time, there was a there was a a, that thing that Cutie mentioned earlier, irreconcilable differences, was is on a lot of court documents um, that relate to divorce and. Um, there was a, a recent uh, a recent study that um, um, infidelity and those kinds of things are not the number one reason documented reason for divorce. It's it's this concept of basic incompatibility. Um, they're like they grew apart um, and they're just not able to find a place of agreement mm-hmm. and all significant differences come from a place of not being able to get on the same page. I, um, I, and sitting down with couples, I, I talk about the the strength of agreement being in this place. And we, we're going to look at finances in a couple more episodes mm-hmm. and because they're the big five. It's one of the big five areas where we need to find agreement. Um, but it's a real easy one to kind of understand. And let's say you have a starting out in marriage, have a real you know, a a job that you both get paid on Friday. So you work your job, you clock your hours, you get paid on Friday and you're in total agreement um, that you're just gonna have a whoop-de-doo weekend. You're gonna blow all your money on beer and pizza and you're gonna be flat broke come Monday. And if you're in agreement, when you're broke on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you're you're not fighting over money. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just trudging through, going, "Hey, guess what? It's Friday's coming. Yeah. You know, Friday and Saturday part of Sunday is going to be amazing, and then we'll just get through it." Um, but you have a whole another couple who. Maybe they're wanting to do something a little smarter. They're wanting to invest. And one says, hey, I want to do the stock market. And another one says, no, I want to do, uh, let's do a, a rental property and let's do mm-hmm. real estate. And one's like, no, oh, you can't trust the stock market. Oh, you know, don't you remember the housing bubble and all these different things? And they're wanting to do something way more intelligent than be broke on Monday but they're fighting because they can't find agreement. Wow! All of a sudden, finances has become a place of division. They're way, you know, they're doing, choosing something way more intelligent. Um, but the broke couple, they're in agreement and yeah, they're happier. blissful and they're able to walk mm-hmm. down that road because they are agreed. Obviously, the best marriage is being in agreement on something wise. Yeah. But for the sake of making it to the end, it's walking in agreement.
0: Need to be in agreement.
1: Walking in agreement. We see this concept here in Mark chapter ten, um, where Jesus's disciples come to him and they're asking him some questions. And he and they say in Mark 10, ten two, it says some of the Pharisees came and tested him by um, asking him, "Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife?" What did Moses command you, he replied? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. And it was because of your your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two become one flesh. And so they're no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Yeah. And so you see here that this concept of divorce, this comes up by, from Moses because they were hard-hearted. Mm-hmm. They didn't have their their heart soft. Their spouse, and I think in pursuing agreement, you've got to keep your heart soft towards your spouse. Um, God created it for us to become one. Yeah, that becoming is all of those little places and conversations and moments of agreement to where you're finally functioning as one, but it re- requires having your heart soft toward your spouse. And that looks, well, well,
2: I just think that in most instances, when we, when you choose to get married and you get married and you're just starting off, um, you can't think of a time that you would ever, ever be so, um, in a place where, Like this talks about that your heart would be hard towards the one that you've chosen to be with for the rest of your life. But yet when you look at life, it's way easier to become more upset and uh, frustrated and whatnot with the one that you're the most comfortable with. And these things that being comfortable is what fights you against keeping your heart soft because we don't automatically notice what we're autopiloting in our emotions within ourself. And so one of the things that I feel like that is an absolute for me in keeping my heart soft towards my spouse, towards Bran, is that I pray for him and I don't pray Lord change him or Lord show him I'm right. Mm-hmm. But I truly pray for him and pray for his day and pray for his um his miracles of the day and things that he is walking out with the Lord throughout his day. And I I have learned that it doesn't benefit me any to pray a manipulative prayer in I need him to see my side. I need him to see that I'm right or whatever. I need to pray that his walk and his journey and his day and his thoughts and the way he's led by the Lord are what is most important in my prayer that God honors and leads him through those because, in that, it keeps my heart soft to what is most important and honestly. That is that we both hear from God, we are both led by the Holy Spirit, and that He is the first thing in our lives
1: Now one of the things that we can kind of begin to harden towards one another um, is just these places of, of wounds and and um, disagreements, hurt feelings, those kinds of things, and not feeling not feeling valued, not feeling like what you what the other person uh um the other person doesn't really honor um, what's important in in your world and in your mind and I think keeping that keeping your heart soft towards it um, says you know what I I don't want to be a place of pain for you that when you come in contact with me um, I don't want you to get to get hurt and just like we you know when there's little ones toddling around you make sure there's soft edges for them to bump Mm -hmm. into Um, not because you know, you 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 know they're gonna bump. They're, they're gonna bump, and so when we're doing life together, we're gonna bump into each other. Yeah. And if we'll stay soft towards one another, we can begin to be closer without there being these places of pain and mm-hmm. in knocking into one another and finding that place of agreement.
0: So, how is it that you guys? walk in agreement but are still like two different people with two different brains two different opinions how do y'all come and find agreement being separate people? Well that whole two different opinions is very heavy in that sense. (laughs)
1: Well, we are. I mean, we're two. That, that's one of the things that, that we, we mention a lot that, you know, thinking people have an opinion. They just do. And so um, for me to be surprised that she has an opinion is to subconsciously think that she doesn't have a brain. Mm. And that's that's Ouch. you know, that's I, I shouldn't be doing that. I, I should not be surprised that she has an opinion. And so, and she has a different viewpoint and vantage point, And so we will see things, um, we'll see things differently, but part of how us beginning to find a place of agreement is paying attention. Uh, in fact, um, just, just the other day we'd gone to pick up some pizza and cutie has ridden shotgun with me for 25 years (laughs) she knows how to sit in the passenger seat and deal with me in the driver's seat of a car in different traffic scenarios where there's a yellow light that's happening right there as we're going towards the house most of the time I'm a gun it get through the yellow light and go for whatever reason in my split-second decision-making I hit the um, hit, hit the brakes and came to a um, you know a screeching halt.
2: A screeching <laughs> slam! Everyone
1: around the car halt. And she was ready. For me to gun it, so she had paid attention to my Mm decision-making process and me shifting it all of a sudden threw her for a loop. And she's like, "What's going on? What you know you you don't ever you don't ever do that." I'm geared, I'm braced, Um, and she was able to sit there and typically walk in agreement. No, there was a decision to be made the yellow light was coming up a decision has to be made are you going to go or are you going to stop and she would paid attention enough to my decision making process that she was silently in agreement with i'm going myself <laughs> that i'm going and then all of a sudden i threw her for a loop by not going and coming coming to a halt but That was part of her paying attention and um, not feeling like she had to be, you know, a backseat driver and tell me what to do at every yellow light. and but she positioned herself and she walked in a place of agreement. Now I threw her off, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't know she was silently over there walking in agreement with me until I threw her for a loop. <laughs> and so that that place of paying attention is is what's is what's vital, and having a heart to say, I want to be on board. I don't I don't want to be difficult here. I want to be on board. And we see in John chapter five, verse 19, uh, Jesus and the the function of the Trinity being a beautiful example for us on this, that uh, John chapter five, verse 19, Jesus uh, gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. He's paying attention. He's looking to the Father. He's getting cues. He's he's saying, hey, I, I want to be in harmony with the Father. It says, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do this thing together. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he does. The Son is able, Jesus is able to walk in a place of agreement with the Father because the Father is revealing what he's doing. He's not keeping it a secret. He's not keeping it hidden, he is revealing it. And then he goes on to say, yes, and he will show even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. And so with that, um, for us to be able to walk in agreement, we have to kind of know what each other's thinking. We cannot make the decision to be in agreement with something we don't even know what's going on. And that's where the whole communication, communication communication comes in. Um, But the reason communication is so important is so that you can walk in agreement, but you've got to pay attention.
0: So how do you guys put this into practice in real life? How can others put this into practice?
1: Well, the biggest one is to be in a place where you are listening to make the other person feel heard. Um, Cutie's a lot better at this than I am. I will be listening and just I mean again, just the other day she was talking to me and said, Are you are you hearing me? Are you and I quoted word for word exactly what she had just (laughs) had just said. So I had heard it, but there was a problem. I was not making her feel heard. Yeah. And the um for us to be able to find a place of agreement, uh, the other person has has to feel heard. And so, because the truth is nobody changes their mind unless they believe their concerns are being considered. Mm -hmm. We get back to that thinking person having an opinion. They came to that opinion for some reason. And if those Uh, places of concerns aren't considered, well, then you you feel like there's a massive void. I can't just, oh, you know, these things don't matter anymore. No, they matter. And if you can see that that base is covered, then you can change your opinion.
2: The fact that most people feel like you have found agreement in your Family, what I would call a family government, the things that you, how you're going to run your family, the things you believe to be what you're going to, I guess, base your thoughts and decision making and stuff Uh, how that's going to work. I believe that you have to consider the fact that you're two different people and you come from two different families and each family has done things differently and you have to mold those things together to make one. It's not one way rules over the other. For sure. It's that you take what each person has brought to the table and you mold it into an agreement on what the two of you believe to be fact for you. the Us, the Brandon and Krista Clarks, we have th- things that are for our family that we believe and have believed for our twenty six almost 26 years of marriage as facts on how we are going, what our team, our Clark team, however you want to call it, what, what we're based off of. And it took us some time. So it's not that you're going to hear this and you're going to be like, oh, we're going to be in agreement for everything because our purpose is to find agreement. You both have to be able to bring what you have, what's in you, what, how you feel, what, what you feel like your decisions and whatnot are based off of you. You need to bring it to the table. And then the two of you discuss and find agreement on what it is your family is going to be based out of. That's agreement. It's not one versus the other. It's molding two to become one.
1: And when there's this place of agreement, uh, it is so much easier to deal with problems that rise up. Um, If one just kind of defaults to the other and wasn't really in agreement, uh, then when a problem pipes up, within it immediately, you go back to your to your separate corners and you go i told you that this wasn't going to work that does but if you go wow you know if you're in agreement and it doesn't work you go wow okay that was a bit of a surprise we didn't see that coming how are we going to be able to, to to handle this new turn of events whereas otherwise on top of a unforeseen problem now you have a place of dissension that goes back to a place that where you never were in agreement to begin with and yeah. so agreement for the future harmony of the family for the best decisions to be able to made to be made um, I know that uh, we have discovered we are way better decision makers together yeah than e- either of us are On our own and sadly it took us took me a long time to really get to the place where I recognized that um, you know I, I just I couldn't make the decisions on my own I don't have a problem making a decision if it falls to me I'll make a decision and it's usually I feel pretty good about it but I make better decisions when we do them together and life just flows better when we do things together.
0: Any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add?
1: As we move forward in this, this is the foundational piece. So get this one down because we're going to be referencing this every time.
0: All right, well, thank you for joining us here on episode one. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at celebrate at celebrationchurchlive.com. We will see you guys in the next episode.